Humans are energy consumers, and with projections suggesting the global population to eclipse 10 billion by 2050, we need to produce more of it in a sustainable fashion. The notion of a circular economy includes the creation of value from waste. Our next guest is doing just that with his work converting lipids into fuels. So sit back, lean in, and welcome to SHIFT. Dave Bressler, I'm an Associate Dean Research actually at the University of Alberta in the Faculty of Agricultural Life Environmental Sciences. I'm a researcher that works in the bioindustrial space and I'm the technology founder behind the company uh, Forge Hydrocarbons. Now, Forge Hydrocarbons and your research was to take lipids and fats and convert them to jet fuels, biofuels. Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. So, so the original technology, and this has evolved over the last two decades actually, the original technology was looking at insights and technologies similar to the oil sands actually and upgrading coking in Alberta and looking at ways of converting oils and fats into hydrocarbon fuels that are actually true hydrocarbons compatible with gasoline and diesel fuel. So that was really the first incarnation of the technology that's being commercialized. And now over the last three or four years, really the push has been on to kind of transform the technology and find pathways to, instead of making it into diesel fuel, actually upgrading it into biojet fuel, which is kind of one of those uh, areas that are going to be a long-term solution for decarbonization. Right. So now where are you guys at with that? Well, over the last, uh, really, last three years with investments from Alberta Innovates, Western Economic Diversification, now Prairies Can, and, and uh, CanMet, and, well, sorry, NRCAN, uh, the federal agency, uh, there was about a $7.2 million program working between our labs, collaborators in mechanical engineering, um, and NRCAN, CanMet Energy in Devon, to look at transforming that technology with Forge as a partner. And, and where we are over the three years is we've taken two different pathways, working with the two groups and both pathways have shown you know very good progress along the way to the extent that Forge working in conjunction with us was able to compete in the sky's the limit uh, challenge which is part of the mission innovation kind of global energy transformation and they were awarded two million dollars as a finalist in that composition competition and then they ended up not winning in the very end but they were a close runner-up for the, the large prize that was announced at Globe recently. Two million dollar prize is not so bad. No, it helps. No, it definitely helps move as they're looking. Well, like I said, the first round of the technology is being built out in Sombra, Ontario. And the reason it's being built there is it's an old world energy uh, site or biox at one time. And it's got like 72 rail car support. It's a brownfield build. It's the quickest way to, to test right. out that. I would call it a demonstration slash commercial facility. And then we're looking at where to place Plant 2 already in incorporating the kind of the jet fuel. Is It's gone to the extent that actually biojet is probably coming more of the focal point for Forge than even the original conception, just because of the opportunity and the success we've made so far. And all this is derived from lipids. Yes. So the, the, the tech, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I, it, I'm, help me out here. How, how much of, 
how much availability is there of lipids? Okay, so the, the, the two things about this technology, as we said, it's based out of kind of oil science coking. The, the technical way of describing it is we reject a little bit of carbon so that we can get the nice hydrocarbons. Mm. Um, whereas traditionally what they would do is treat with hydrogen and catalyst and upgrade and use hydrogen. But that has implications in terms of carbon efficiency and carbon reduction. Um, but because we do it that way, uh, we can use a lot uglier feedstocks, if that makes sense. They don't have to be very pure. There's no catalyst to be uh, eliminated, and it's a lot lower capital cost to build a plant. So we can scale it to whatever lipid resources available at the place. So the first generation of the technology is really looking at brown greases and really kind of ugly stuff from rendering that has the lowest value because we, we're not worried about keeping it perfectly clean for catalysts or anything. Um, the second generation is really looking at you know off-grade canolas and other stuff that are not headed for the food place. But really the long-term kind of target of this, this space and this technology is, uh, so Tim Haig is the, the founding CEO of Forge. We spun it out of the university. Um, Tim was the CEO of Biox. Um, and which was rolled into World Energy, and he's come over to, to set up Forge as an Alberta-based startup, is actually the headquarters. And, and really, Tim is also uh, affiliated with another company called Mara Renewables, which is affiliated or a spin-out of Ocean Nutrition in Eastern Canada. And they've developed a, a, a single-cell algal system that's able to convert uh, sligmocellulose and sugar into lipids. So if you see where this is going, they take mm -hmm. the, 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 the trees, break them down, ferment them into lipids, and of that lipid, what's unique about that organism is a big chunk of the lipids are omega-3. So they've got ultra-high uh, uh, application into a food marketplace they're already producing and selling into that place. But as that scales up, there's going to be an enrichment, and the, the lipids that are not omega-3, you need to find a value use for them, and that's where it aligns with Forge is kind of a sister company. And so while Mara is growing up and going commercial on that front and improving their technologies, Forge itself, the first investor was Renewable Energy Group, one of the biggest uh, companies in, in North America in biodiesel and, and renewable fuels. And then it was compounded by investments by Lockheed Martin. Obviously, that's yeah. a big player in the jet mm -hmm. space. And then we had Shell Global come on um, a few years ago. And that kind of actually slowed things down as you, a year as you're getting up to their their engagement in the in the scale up, and then more and the, more recently like World Energy was in as well, which is another major player in North America, and then finally uh, just this year Chevron bought out Renewable Energy Group, so now the board is a former UOP CEO, and then you've got Shell and you've got uh, basically Chevron through REG sitting on the Forge board. So it, yeah. it isn't an isolated startup company so much. Even though they haven't sold Dollar One yet, it's it's being kind of built out as part of that ecosystem. We're just going to take a wee break for some station identification and talk about some friends of ours over at Rainforest Alberta and their podcast, Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas. The Rainforest podcast showcases those who are contributing to and or supporting the innovation ecosystem in Alberta. Rainforest Alberta is a world-class community of dreamers and doers, connected by a common goal of making Alberta fertile ground for building, developing, and growing innovative ideas into sustainable ventures. Now let's get back to Dr. David Bressler on Shift. When do you envision that selling dollar one? Well, the, the, we've got all our permits for the plant in Sombra. The site has been prepped. Um, we've got one more 
Shell has wanted one more pilot run on one of the unit ops in the U.S. That'll go in the next couple months. Uh, but all the permitting is in place, the municipal sign-off, all the water, all, all that is in place environmental. So we're prepared to start hopefully building uh, later this year and then operational in the next year or two. Uh, on plant one, I'm working hard with others to look at plant two in Alberta. Uh, there's places like the Edmonton Airport Authority and other partners in the province that are looking at the opportunity to bring the technology here. What's the economic value of uh, hydrocarbons from lipids? Uh, in terms of, sorry, what do you mean by economic value? What is it worth in the market? Like, what is, what is the projected market value? Well, if you talk about a per liter volume, um, lipids trade at about a, a roughly a little bit more than a dollar a liter, mostly. Uh, fuels, you know where the fuel prices are going, and you can probably benchmark where they are per liter. Um, but because of the carbon reduction and the carbon trading, as we look at renewable fuels, they're mandated into the ecosystem. The hydrocarbon world has no choice but to, to figure out ways to reduce carbon. So technologies like Forge are talking in the ballpark of, you know, 15 to 20% of the carbon footprint, and that's before bringing on Mara and other pathways to get to the lipids. Um, you know, the, the jet is trading, I think it's somewhere in the ballpark of $15 a litre. Renewable... Uh, That's jet fuel. Di yeah, diesel fuels, I think, and don't quote me on anything, mm -hmm. they're around the $8 per litre. And if you're talking about uh, economies that are billions of litres in that space, there's there's a huge market opportunity. Right. And as, you know, technologies are working on the conversion and forage and others are scaling, um, people are also working on feedstocks equally, right? right. So. It creates kind of long-term opportunities there. Now, when you think about Alberta as a province um, and, and a knowledge sector, we look at, obviously, oil and gas, obviously, agriculture. Um, now we're seeing quantum and artificial intelligence. We're becoming mainstays for that. When, I, when we think about your lab and the work you're doing, this is pretty cutting-edge stuff. Are you, uh, like, in terms of the world status, where do you guys fit in all of that? Well, I, I think... The way I would look at it, I'll, I'll back up. Um, from about 2009 to 2015, I was running something called the Biorefining Conversion Network. It was Alberta Innovate funded uh, yeah. through the, the transformation. Uh, and really, we were looking at the interface of oil and gas, renewables, bio, ag, forestry, and putting the ecosystem together over those years. And, and it was very robust then, even. Uh, we kind of, I think, lost focus in that area a little bit, but our forestry industry still remains strong. So Alberta has, uh, you know, a few ecosystems. Obviously, health has is, is, been there and is rising. The AI and the artificial intelligence are rising. As an uh, associate dean research, my job is, you know, smart ag and that interface as well. And and where Alberta is really unique is, is we have the ability to work with small companies right to major multinationals. We've, we've got that experience. What our competitive advantage is, we've got a highly educated workforce, we've got great regulatory rules and responsibility, we kind of get social license from a lot of that, both regionally and globally, but at the end of the day, I, I mean, we will always be a resource-based economy, or have that to draw on. I'm not saying our whole economy is based on it, but it's pretty nice to go into the poker game with a bunch of aces in your pocket compared to other jurisdictions that do not have that resource to draw on. So as we work on diversifying all of these other opportunities, the one thing that people can't take away is the, the agricultural resource, the forestry resource. And so those is where our lab sits, is kind of that interface. And, you know, you ask where our lab sits, will we collaborate with Australia, Germany, like Brazil? There's this 
every country has their push in this kind of renewable bioindustrial spaces. We're well connected and represented and acknowledged in those spaces. So, you know, I don't know if we're above or below, but we work well with, with all the above. Right. And it's really the phrase around the bioindustrial, the renewable fuels, renewable chemicals, renewable materials that we kind of work in all these fronts is, you know, we're at a state in our, our society where all the rising tide lifts all boats. It, it isn't really a competitive ecosystem, or at least it shouldn't be where companies are putting down other companies. We, we need a lot of solutions and we need them fast. And the markets we're talking about in, in this space are so large. It's not like some other sectors where people are competing to outcompete and eliminate everybody else and own the space. When you're talking about energy, or you're talking about fuels, or you're talking about materials, the people that own the resources are going to get benefit as they're transformed into the things we need. And the focus has been on energy, and rightfully so, and food is right there. But following that right behind is we're still going to need the things that we need to survive, our materials, our chemicals, all the things we use for all our consumer goods are always going to be there. And they're all sitting there ready for Alberta, Western Canada to take in terms of, uh, you know, the greening and the sustainability arguments that we can bring to those space. I don't know if I answered your question no, no, or went off on a rant, but that's kind of where <laughs> no, we are. No, that's right? good. That's great. Um, let's, let's, as a final question, what does an event like this mean to you as a researcher, as an entrepreneur? Well, I've been doing this for 20 years in Alberta, and like I said, I ran a network, and it was kind of bringing, you know, and we have an event to bring 150 people together and some business, government, academia, and foster those trust relationships. Well, this is that on, like, infinite steroids, where you've got, you know, all of the entrepreneurs, the ecosystems, but it's not just regional. You're pulling people from Australia globally, and you're bringing the right concoction of the inventors, the, the creators, but the entrepreneurs, and then the investors, and the angels, and the VCs. And so you're creating that soup where people are building trust relationships, making introductions, and you're starting to create an ecosystem that starts feeding upon itself and creating more value. So I think these are invaluable events. I wish they were here 20 years ago when I started you know, some of the stuff with Forge, but I think we're headed in the right direction and, and we're, we're, we're drawing a lot of attention. So. Awesome. David, thank you. Shift can be found online at shift.albertainnovates.ca or email us at shift at albertainnovates.ca. On behalf of everyone here, I'm John. Until next time, have a great day.